0: Good news, he's back. Defender Walker Zimmerman resides with LAFC, a four-year deal. And they have locked him up. The U.S. Men's National Team defender, who's actually at the U.S. Men's National Team camp as we speak, getting ready for the friendlies coming up, signs a deal to stay with LAFC, and that was necessary for the black and gold to lock up Walker Zimmerman, who's still got plenty of good years in his prime left. But he's a seasoned veteran, and the LAFC definitely needed him in the center of defense going forward. So it's a good move there. And I love what it does for Zimmerman because now it's really still about staying focused for 2022, right? So now LAFC, the black and gold, get a guy who's really got one eye on that next World Cup and hoping to keep his form sharp to be included in the roster, maybe even starting to go to World Cup 2022, right? And still a ways off, but... It's good for LAFC to get a guy who's going to be focused like that. He doesn't have to worry about a contract, which is good. He's secure there, but he's still got something really to play for. He's not just playing for money or his new deal. And I like that. Speaking of the U.S. men's national team, some appointments made by Greg Berhalter on his staff, Josh Wolfe among them. No surprise there, Wolf had worked with Berhalter in Columbus. And according to ESPN's story, I'm reading from it, the other appointments are B.J. Callahan, who's appointed as strategy analyst and assistant coach, Steve Tashian, who's head performance expert, and Darcy Norman as movement and conditioning coach. I want to go back to B.J. Callahan, who I've never heard of, probably a nice guy. Hopefully he's a really great coach. He's the strategy analyst. You know what I want the strategy analyst for U.S. soccer to tell Greg Burhalter or any U.S. men's national team coach? Let's start with rule number one from the strategy analyst. If I was building a staff and I was the strategy analyst, let's say, my rule number one is do not wait until minute 85 to put in an offensive substitute when you're trailing. Because that seems to be the biggest bugaboo For men's national team coaches in the United States. And really, frankly, in MLS and beyond. So that's number one. How about we put in an offensive sub when you're trailing, oh, I don't know, the 60th minute? Give them some time to get at it. 65th minute, maybe. Also, rule number two, very similar rule. When you're losing in a game and you have offensive subs on the bench... Make sure they get into the game. Don't end a game you're trailing with four or five defenders. This isn't difficult. And I hope and I'm confident that Greg Berhalter and his staff can get that done. So let's just hope uh, that assistant coach can do that, speaking of which. What's going to happen with LA Galaxy? Uh, Last count, one, two, three, four designated players still on the roster. Well, we're going to find out more about that from LA Galaxy general manager, Dennis DeCloso, who's going to be joining us coming up in the next segment here. So, look, loaded to get to. MLS is going to Austin, Texas. That's official. They make the announcement for 2021. It's a good move, right? It is. And Look, the way it was going to go down with leaving Columbus was going to be bad, but Save the Crew worked. Hashtag Save the Crew and Austin gets a team with the owner of the crew who really wanted his team in Austin anyway. It is a win-win. I think it's a good market. It's a young up-and-coming market. Doesn't have a lot of sports team competition if you will. I like the move. Small, I think it's now the smallest TV market in MLS. Don't quote me on that. But it's not a huge market, Austin. It's just it's up and coming and it's a good demographic for MLS. It's younger. It's hip. So I think it is a good overall solution to what was a very, very sticky problem. But back to, to getting Walker Zimmerman, the key for LAFC with this is this is a team that when you're going into your second year, we talked about it over the off season. after having such an incredible first year all the way around, just everything worked. Not, of course, that's hyperbole, but you know what I'm saying. Most everything, even the diehardest Galaxy fan who hates LAFC would have to admit LAFC had a fine first season. Most everything worked. But when you're going into that second season, you have to be careful. You can't get complacent. And it's good that LAFC did not let Walker Zimmerman go for that reason, too. Give your fans a little bit of something to let them know hey, we're not dropping the ball here. We're not messing around. And not that LAFC has done anything that would give their fans that impression, but you don't want to start. Go get him and keep him. And Walker Zimmerman is going to be the backbone of that defense now for a few years after signing the long-term deal. Have to have that. And I love the move, so... That was That's just as crucial sometimes, you know, in, in all sports. You know, this is not just soccer. Sometimes it's just as crucial to keep your own free agents as it is to go out and find other players. You know, they, everybody wants to bring in new players year in, year out, get some new blood. Yeah, okay. That's understandable. That's sports. That's not just soccer, as as I said. But sometimes it's just better to keep your own free agents and make sure they don't get away. And LAFC does that with Walker Zimmerman. Oh, man, I can't believe where we're at in the calendar already. Cannot believe where we're going because we're, we're just days away from a, essentially, well, spring training is not the right word, but, you know, preseason for LAFC and LA Galaxy. They get going in just days. Already some MLS teams are already underway because they're going to be playing in, in Champions League. So they start a few days early. So we've got the ball kicked already in preseason around some of MLS, among those, of course, you know, Toronto, Houston, Red Bulls, Atlanta, the teams that are going. But it's it's fantastic. I cannot wait. And sometimes this is the longest part, right, of the offseason. It's just days before you're really starting to kick a ball. And that's one of the reasons I can't. I can't tell you enough how pumped I am about this friendly coming up on the 31st, right? It cuts right into the heart of preseason. You're just getting going. You're a couple weeks in, not even. But you get a great game at Bank of California Stadium. And I cannot wait as they play the Japanese side, Kobe. Now, along those lines, I've got tickets to give away. Not on this show, but I'm going to use it as a little bit of a backdrop to tell you how I'm going to give them away. On social media, follow me on Twitter at Talk Soccer. I've started the con- the contest earlier in the day, but that's all right. There's still time. I want to. Uh, there's a contest going on on my Twitter at Talk Soccer on my uh, feed that you can have a chance to win a pair of tickets to that V Kobe game. Whether you're a fan who's been there every game at Bank of California Stadium, or if you maybe haven't seen the stadium yet live, this will be a good opportunity. Got a few pairs of tickets to give away. I'm going to be doing that over the next day or two on Twitter. You'll you'll see the contest. It's already running. Don't worry. You still got time at Talk Soccer. If you're driving around, don't look. You can you do plenty of time to go home and check it out when you get there. All right? So the contest is not right now. It's not during the show. Don't call up. I just want to just alert you to it on my Twitter, at Talk Soccer. And, uh, we're going to be giving away a couple of pairs of tickets courtesy of LAFC for that friendly coming up again. August, a bigger August, <laughs> January 30th for August. You know, sometimes you pick the wrong day, you say a you, uh, little faux pas. How, where'd I get August? How do you go from January to August? What? Yeah, exactly. What an idiot. Are I'm you dumb, idiot. brother? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Those are the only two drops we need and use here. Those are money, though, Dave. You got to admit. That's Soccer Weekly. Those are money. Oh, now I got the hiccups. That's a good way to do a radio show, too. What? Yeah. Mario, play the are you dumb thing again. Are
1: you dumb, brother?
0: Mm-hmm. Got to take a sip of something to try to get rid of it. Woo. Precarious start, to say the least. Well, look, again. I'm pumped to talk to this man next. He is the new general manager of L.A. Galaxy. Dennis DeClose is going to be joining us here. Coming up on the home of world football in Southern California, this is ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California. We continue on, and we're pleased to be joined and honored to be joined by the new general manager of L.A. Galaxy, Dennis DeClosa. Dennis, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you joining us.
2: Hey, thank you. Nice to uh, speak to
0: you, and, and uh, yeah, always welcome, Dennis. Uh, as the uh, season gets closer and closer, I got to start with uh, asking you first and foremost. You obviously are a well-respected man in world football. You've uh, spent time in MLS previously. You've also uh, worked in Mexico. Why come to the LA Galaxy now? What drew you to the Galaxy for
2: two thousand and nineteen? Well, I've uh, it's actually been. Rather recent, to be honest, that I've uh, had a a good conversation with Chris Klein, Mm -hmm. uh, later uh, being followed up uh, with Chris and and Ben Beckerman, which uh, actually got me excited about the program and and the plans and everything they have uh, currently installed at the Galaxy in which uh, they're looking to reinforce. I thought uh, um, always, even when I... uh, worked in uh, in mls uh, years ago that there is a great opportunity in that area for local talent uh i always uh admired obviously the uh, the possibilities of the galaxy to bring in such high rated and and high profile players which for me was uh yeah excited to to think that i could work uh obviously uh, alongside those kind of guys and and i think uh, with my current position, or, or at that point, the position with, uh, with the Mexican Federation, with, where I've worked for a long time and, and with great enthusiasm and, and uh, in the end, also with with good results, I thought also it, it felt a little bit like I needed a, a fresh breath of air, and, and I couldn't pass on the opportunity to work for the Galaxy. I was very excited and I, I am at the moment also.
0: Dennis, this uh, next question is a, a couple of parts to it. First and foremost, uh, Guillermo barros Scalotto comes in as the manager, fantastic player in MLS and a fantastic manager, as far as I can tell, so far in his managerial career. Uh, how did that go after the whole Caleb Porter thing, where it looked like things might be done, but you know world football, they're never done until they're done. Uh, you managed to really recover there. How did how did that whole process go?
2: Well, I thought that and. That, um... Uh, there's always been several candidates linked to the Galaxy, which yeah. uh, I think is normal for a club like the Galaxy, and all, also the, yeah, obviously uh, uh, the possibility to to draw people that that uh, that are of, of obviously the the level of Guillermo of made it very interesting to, to speak to him. The thing is was a little bit with the timing that uh, he had a lot of commitments to his uh, former club Boca Juniors. Right. Uh, not only in the league, but as you know, also with the uh, uh, with the Libertadores final that got postponed and was actually played out of the country. So it, it took a little bit of time and a little bit of patience on our side to find the ideal candidate. Uh, with everything going forward uh, for the Galaxy, with the high-profile players, with the, the, the possibility to tie in the second team and the academy, little by little, obviously, in, into the whole uh, environment... Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought actually that Guillermo made a a perfect fit, and and it was worth waiting for it.
0: Uh, We are talking with Dennis Ticloso, who's the new general manager of LA Galaxy, as we get ready for 2019. Uh, Dennis, you mentioned so many of the factors when it comes to LA Galaxy. This is not just the average MLS club. There are things, you know, there are circumstances, if you will, that maybe make this job tougher and better all at the same time. Uh, What about working with Chris Klein and this organization that really drew you, drew you to the galaxy. What is it about this uh, club that makes it appealing for you?
2: Well, to be honest, I, I think it's, first of all, I'm very honored that they called me because it's, uh, it's a club that's renowned not only in MLS but also abroad. If you see the history they have, the tradition of the players that they've been able to bring in, how they put themselves on a the map, uh, obviously being a winning team, um I can judge the last few years because I haven't been there and I don't I don't wanna be uh anything close on, on giving a judgment on that. But the the conversations with, with Chris have been very positive on all the possibilities that that the galaxy obviously provides to to, to their people, to their players, the the eagerness to go back and, and obviously come up with a with a roster that, that is able to win. And the desire to, uh, to put every effort behind it, and, and that has actually drawn a lot of my attention. Now, like I told you, I've, I've worked there years ago, and I always, at that point, a little bit with jealousy, I always looked at the galaxy with the opportunities they had, and and it's such a great area to to work in with all the talent that that is available. And to be honest, I uh, I'm very excited, and, and so far. Uh, Uh, It's been uh, it's been a pleasure to work with Chris, who's a a great professional, and he's uh, as a player and and, and as an executive, obviously very well recognized within the league.
0: You know, I was talking with Chris, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, actually, about this particular topic, and I want to ask you, Dennis. LAFC comes in certainly as an expansion side; they make a big splash. They do very well. Great rivalry right from the first game that took place down there in uh, in Carson. The first meeting, the three meetings were all electric. Uh, is there room for both teams in the sense that isn't it the possibility? Isn't it a possibility there that both teams actually grow soccer? There's plenty of room in Southern California for both teams to succeed. Is there not?
2: Yeah, I think so. Also, to be honest, I I, I was at one of their games uh, with uh, with the former Mexico manager Juan Carlos Osorio. Mm-hmm. And it was a great game. And, uh, I think that everything that, that has the, the galaxy going for them, it obviously, uh, makes it a great rivalry and something to live up to for, for anybody that comes into the market. I think the market is big enough for two teams. If you look at, at uh, big cities in the world, yeah. uh, there's always ra- rivalry in between, uh, wow. Teams that that compete for for the territory, and I think that makes it exciting. It makes that everybody is on their toes, that they need to compete. Uh, we 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 need daily. We need to be humble and working hard to be good, because we can't just live off a big name, and we can't just live off of a great tradition. We need to be good now, and we need to be good going forward. But obviously, the great tradition and the big name help us in, in attracting talent and help us in attracting. Uh, resources and and we're backed up by a, by a great company and great people that run that. So uh, we're very excited and and I do think there is more than enough room and, it, and it's actually great that in in a, in a great city like Los Angeles there is two teams that that compete and they'll they'll make each other stronger and it makes uh make the MLS even more attractive for uh, for a lot of people.
0: We are talking with a man who is tasked with making LA Galaxy as good as they possibly can be. That's General Manager Dennis DeCloso, who joins us here on Soccer Weekly. Dennis, I have to ask you. I'm sure you knew this was coming. What's going on with the four designated players? We know the rules of MLS. We know the restrictions. What's going on? What's the latest with this situation?
2: Yeah, we're going to change the rules. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's not true. <laughs>
0: Don't start that rumor, we're, we're, Dennis. We're, Don't start that rumor.
2: <laughs> we're very aware of what the rules are and the regulations are. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I just wanted is that when, once we have the coaching staff installed, mm-hmm. that the, uh, that our head coach who's who's aware of the same issue, obviously that we need to resolve. Uh, But he has the time to sit with each and every one of them and see where they stand, see what their ideas are, and have a personal conversation and more an eye-to-eye contact instead of just going over the phone and and over the holidays on on taking just a a decision. Because these are high-profile players, and these are guys that at some point everybody has has proven their worth not only for the Galaxy, but in their former clubs and, and probably going forward also. So we want to have a good relationship on that end. We want to have our head coach being comfortable with the decision that's being made, mm-hmm. and then we move forward. But that will obviously be in the coming two weeks.
0: Now, of course, getting the Zlatan Ibrahimovic situation resolved was massive. That was you know completely necessary. Dennis, where do you still need to improve now on the pitch in 2019 to take that next step forward as a club?
2: Well, I think uh, and 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 I think everybody saw it that there's first of all we're happy with the head coach and the staff coming in and and coming up uh, with obviously their idea of, of playing and, and get it into an organized session towards the team. Um we've been a little bit patient with moving forward because we also want to have uh have EMO deal with the players directly in pre season but i I think it's it's not of uh, anybody's uh, doubt that we need to get a little bit better defensive balance because offensively we've been very productive and we've been very good um and I think uh with a lot of hard work and training and and the proper structure, I think we can uh, we can. We can improve on that side, but maybe we need to add something, which will be uh, uh, will be something where we need to be very creative and tap into resources of Guillermo and probably mine. So we can add somebody that, that actually uh, wants, to, uh, wants to come as soon as possible, but it's up to the challenge and it's, it's up to the level that we need.
0: Very good stuff. Always a pleasure to talk Galaxy with uh, the organization that's been around since the beginning. I'm pumped up for the rivalry with LAFC. I'm pumped up for the 2019 season. And it's a pleasure to be joined by the new general manager of the Galaxy, Dennis Teclosa. Dennis, thanks for taking the time. I know you got to get back to work. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you. We'll see you soon.
2: Thank you very much. Always more than welcome. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you soon again.
0: Fun stuff there from Dennis Teclosa. We really appreciate him joining us here on soccer weekly and uh hopefully uh check with him back through the season we'll see how things progress here in 2019 the rivalry is, is just getting started but man it is magical no doubt about it when we come back still to come jordan harvey of lafc joins us for the black and gold breakdown we got a lot to talk about that and so much more next i am dave Dunham, and you are listening to the home of world football here in southern california it's ESPN LA 710 once again, thanks so much to you. Dennis DeCloso, the general manager of LA Galaxy, who joined us in the last segment. If you miss anything of the show, don't forget to podcast. It It comes up right after the show's over, almost virtually. This, the staff here is a, a crack staff when it comes to that, and we appreciate that. Go check out Soccer Weekly on iTunes or at the ESPN Pod Center. Time now for my favorite segment, The Black and Gold Breakdown. One, two, three, Breakdown! It's The Black and Gold Breakdown. breakdown. Break it down like this right now. And it's my favorite segment when we have a guest like this on. He is the defender for LAFC, playing that left-back spot, bombing up and down the left side is Jordan Harvey. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, buddy, how's the uh, off-season going? I know you signed for this year, which is a good first step, and I guess you're bringing the band back together in the last few days. (laughs) Walker Zimmerman signs, and now, of course, they announced earlier Dejan Jakovic and Danilo Silva both coming back for LAFC, so you're... You're bringing in a little bit of new blood, but the band is going to stick together here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, the less turnover, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I've been on a lot of teams in the past. And uh, the more you can keep that nucleus, that core together and build on what we did last year, the better. I'm looking forward to it, man. And the off season has been good. The older you get, you can't really fall out of shape. So I tried to maintain and then build up the last week, so I'm looking forward
0: to it. Well, you mentioned that it's not so much age even at this point, Jordan. It's just you've added Eddie Segura, Mohamed El Munir comes over in a trade, which who I really like. You know, yes, he plays left back a lot of times, but there's so many games. You know, you guys made a run in the Open Cup. There's going to be minutes for everybody here in this back line.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and. Competition is good. I've never shied away from it. So bringing in guys that either play left-back or right-back, or we have uh, you know two attackers up top in Dio and Christian Ramirez that will battle it out this year. And then throughout the midfield, it should be fun. So um, that competition is only going to make us better. And, and, and honestly, if you shy away from it, then you probably don't belong in professional sports.
0: <laughs> we are talking with Jordan Harvey, who uh, plays left-back for LAFC here on the Black and Gold Breakdown. Jordan, it's no secret that LAFC certainly had a great first year. It didn't quite go as you guys wanted it to, uh, you know, in the playoffs, of course. But talk a little bit about really how that came about, in a sense. You know, it's, it's so easy to say it, to start an expansion franchise and go, oh, well, the plan is to win MLS Cup and to win the US Cup. But, I mean, you guys were, you know, whiskers away from both, essentially. I mean, you certainly belonged in the conversation. How did that come about so quickly for that club?
1: You know, a a large and the majority of that uh, credit goes to um, the front office and the coaching staff. I think from day one, Mm -hmm. they put together a great roster first off, and then um, from day one, Bob set his intentions and uh, wanted to create an identity, a culture within this group, and never veered away from that. I think in the past, you could say with teams I've been on that, you know, if it's not going great, you know, somebody might change the formation or cho- change the identity or the way they play, and we never did that. We know, we altered the formation, but we still remain true to the way we want to play, a possession-oriented game where we control it, and we built on that each and every game. And I think you saw that. Obviously, the end of the season was abrupt, and everybody was very disappointed in how that playoff kind of run ended. But when you look at it as a whole and you step back maybe a few weeks afterwards, you see that, you know, we were a penalty kick away from winning the U.S. Open Cup in year one. We were, you know, had we won that game, I I truly feel in watching all the other games that we would have been a huge contender for MLS Cup. So, you know, it's it's no reason to panic. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. And a lot of the signings that we're uh, announcing is that we're bringing back the core. We understand that we're building towards something and that, keeping the guys that really helped us through that year one together is only going to pay dividends.
0: We are talking with Jordan Harvey here on Black & Gold Breakdown, here on Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Dunholm, hanging out with you. Jordan, do you like sticking around in L.A. for the preseason?
1: I Oh, man, I love it. Um, <laughs> and I think the majority of the guys would say that as well. Yeah, um, You know, you wouldn't know it right now, but uh, the weather's is unbelievable. <laughs> um, and teams come to us. And and that's the beauty of it. Most teams have to travel, whether it's in, you know, a colder climate uh, during this wintertime and have to travel down south. And, you know, we have the luxury of teams coming to us and us not having to travel and having uh, our amazing training facility that we can go to every single day and then having games at Bank of California Stadium or uh, like we're doing just kind of going an hour south down to Orange County. So it's a huge, um, I think, advantage. And for me personally, having a family, um, it's great to be around my family and be able to, you know, you know, put the work in during preseason, but then go home and, and have the comfort of your house.
0: Now I want to ask you something, Jordan. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> LAFC, LAFC trades away the number one pick from last year, Joao Moutinho. Good kid, came out of college, was the top overall pick, fine talent. I've always felt that he should be a midfielder, Jordan. There, that's the bottom line. I really do. I think he's got the skills for it. Now, put put. I'm putting you on the spot here. Is he out of position at left back?
1: Um, I don't think he's out of position. I think he has a lot of attributes that um, you look at and, and think that he would be very successful. Yeah. I think, personally, I think he's a good outside back, but then also a good center back. And mm-hmm. we use them at times at center back as well. I think uh, the future... Um, for him is kind of left in his hands. We'll see how it works out in Orlando, but you know, in terms of uh, the future and and uh, with LAFC, you're going to have to ask the front office with that. But <laughs> I I don't. I mean, firstly, I don't think he was a midfielder. I think he was more of a left back or a left center back because he does have size. He does have, have uh, athleticism, um, but you know, he still has a lot of room to grow.
0: Yeah, Well, I don't say it lightly. Sometimes trades work out for both teams. I really think that's what's going to happen in that particular deal. I think it's better for both sides, with Orlando sending Mohamed el Munir here over to LAFC to help bolster and back up guys like Jordan Harvey who's joining us here on Soccer Weekly. He's the left back for LAFC. Uh, I, I love talking the beautiful game, Jordan. I love where the league is going. Now, you've seen it for a long time here. You're a veteran. You're a seasoned veteran. And I know it seems like cliche to say it, but to me, this league gets better every year. The signings that MLS is bringing in, the young players, uh, it's just amazing to me. What are your thoughts on this league and seeing what has happened over the really the last couple of decades with this league?
1: Yeah, it's not only the product on the field, um, but it's off the field. You yeah. know, seeing these signings that have kind of just come up um, lately. The Joseph Martinez for five years, a guy in his prime who's mm-hmm. doing unbelievable things in the league. And he commits to the league. Um, I'm sure he could have gone on to, you know, big big clubs overseas, but maybe not had the playing time. And um, you know, he signs with Atlanta for five years. That's a big contract that you know not many people got. Uh, maybe five ten years ago. Yep. The David Beckham's would, the David Beckham's would get it, but a guy in his prime like that, I think, is a huge signing. And then you get, you know, on our team, Walker Zimmerman. He commits to this league, not only LAFC, to this league for four more years in his prime. That just shows the way the league is going. And it used to be that those contracts might only go to older guys that were stars in the past, but now you're seeing guys in their prime really committing to the league. And uh, I'm really excited about it.
0: I am too, and I'm excited for uh, what's to come here in 2019, not only with the LAFC as a whole, but Jordan Harvey, specifically. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. Best of luck to you. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. You bet. Jordan Harvey, left back for LAFC, joining us here. And I really appreciate him taking the time. I'll tell you what, there's a massive rumor flying around. This is just, just a rumor, at least, you know, living on uh, Twitter earlier in the day. But uh, according to Cadena Serre, and I was on their website, this is a uh, out of Spain, I believe. Cadena Ser had a report on their website that says Barcelona is taking an eye and keeping an eye on Carlos Vela, along with Alvaro Morata, to possibly bring them in, one or the other potentially, I think. So rumors flying around in the offseason. It's a silly season, as they call it in all sports, but man, just have to throw it out here during Black and Gold Breakdown that that rumor is on Cadena Ser You know, look, that's fantastic rumor. When you have a player the caliber of Carlos Vela and what he did for LAFC and has done and is doing, just to even be rumored something like that, and uh, you know, I'm not saying this report is false or it isn't. I don't know. But just to be mentioned like that is fantastic for LAFC and for MLS, quite frankly. Thanks so much again to Jordan Harvey. I am Dave Denholm. We continue on here on the home of world football. Stoppage time still to come. ESPN LA 710. You know I'm mad at MLS. Yes, I happen to be the voice of LAFC on the radio here on ESPN LA 710. I am mad at Major League Soccer. This is Soccer Weekly. Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on ESPN LA. Don't forget, anything you miss, including the interviews, if you want to hear the uh, Dennis Declusa interview again, LA Galaxy General Manager, or any of the interviews we do each and every week, well, you podcast the show. Go to uh, iTunes or go to ESPN Pod Center, search Soccer Weekly, and subscribe, rate, and review. Please, that will help. Everybody always says that on podcasts, you know, but it does make a difference. And I can take it if you don't like the show, but most people, are, you know, who do that, tend to give us a great rating, and we appreciate that, if that's how they really feel. I am mad at MLS. Because, I don't know how many years ago it was. Oh, boy. Dozen, maybe. Back when MLS signed Freddie Adu, still one of my favorite players of all time, and the build-up to that, MLS sent out, like, some press kits, if you will, with some gifts in them to some of the people who were really you know notably covered mls talked about it a lot and they sent one to me here in la back when i was we were you know doing sports talk and i got this packet and you know it happens sometimes they had a Freddie Adu jersey in it i gave it away you know it was a, i happen to be a little too big for the jersey okay shut up it wasn't an xl Ahem. at the time i was Still only wearing one X. Um, and so I give you a Jersey Wave. But also in that packet is a, is uh, something that pretty much is occasionally taken over my life. It is Football Manager, the game. Now, I know some of you probably play it. Look, I'm not a dude who does gets into the eSports. I don't know anything about Fortnite. I never played Call of Duty. I kind of stopped playing the sports video games for a while, you know, like back when I you know you get out of college you get some guys still do it that's fine i'm not i'm not opposed to that we grew up with that stuff my bugaboo when it comes to that is the is the computer game football manager where you're essentially the gm owner whatever you want to call it you're essentially the gm and coach and man can i go down that rabbit hole and take up years of my life which i pretty much have just bought football manager 19 for myself as a little christmas gift before the holiday season and yeah it's Pretty amazing, but I am mad at MLS for getting me started on that years, many years ago. So thanks a lot, Major League Soccer. I'm down the football manager rabbit hole yet again.
3: Dave, didn't you just have a baby? Don't you? Yes. Do you not
0: have time for this 2 months old today?
3: You got the baby crying
0: in the background. You're over here
3: playing Football Manager 2019. But I have to
0: make the transfer, baby. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got to get the transfer through.
3: I understand. I'm that way with FIFA, so I kind of understand where you're coming from.
0: Little Baby Edson, as we named her, in honor of Pele. So, uh, yeah, Little Baby Edson is over there in the corner crying, and I'm like, I I can't change you. I have to put this transfer in for this 22-year-old winger. So, yeah, I'm actually playing as LAFC right now, Mario, just so you know. Fun, fun. Yeah, but it's oh boy. You can go down the rabbit hole, my friend. Oh, man. I believe you. Hours. And the problem is, one of the dumb things they do with it is, it's all based on the Internet now. Right, you just download the game to this application. It's called Steam and it kinda keeps track of your game. But they actually show you how many hours you've played. That's not a good thing. They shouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah,
3: keep my eye off of that one. Yeah,
0: they shouldn't do that. <laughs> like I know that I'm way over playing this game. I get it. You don't have to remind yeah, me. I don't That's, gotta see that. No. Because that could, in theory, at some point make me not play it for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's been there's been years like way back when I've been playing this for I don't know, a dozen years, where you, let's let's call it 2014, you get the new version of it, and then all of a sudden you look and you're like, I've already played this thing 38 hours in like three days? I gotta stop. See, that's not good. So they probably, you know, here's a tip from your Uncle Dave, just don't tell me how long I played. I know I've played too much of it, but I don't need the reinforcement. But thanks a lot, MLS, for sending me that game so many years ago and getting me hooked. Hey, you know what else I'm hooked on? No doubt about it, and I know you are too, if you've heard this show more than once, it's Stoppage Time. What time is it? It's Stoppage Time! Yeah, Stoppage Time! It's stoppage Time! Right now! The great Mario Rees, you heard of his voice just moments ago, the producer of LAFC and Soccer Weekly. He's the host of Stoppage Time. Welcome, Mario.
3: Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Leeds uh, United manager Marcelo Bielsa has been popped and is under investigation for watching hours of film on opposing teams. Hours of films on opposing teams. On their practices,
0: yeah. Yeah, on their practices.
3: Crazy. This is a little bit of a kind of like a spygate Spygate. situation going on here.
0: (laughs) Hey, yeah. What do you
3: think? Is this ethical or what? Unethical? Uh,
0: I mean, he he had a press conference earlier in the day, Mario. I guess they spent over an hour. If you go to Leeds' Twitter account, the actual official Leeds, I think it's LUFC, at LUFC, they actually outlined a lot of his quotes from this, like, supposedly over an hour long press conference where he kind of wants to nip it in the bud. In terms of, yeah, you know, I didn't break any laws of the land or something, you know, and it's not illegal and all that. But Mario, I mean, isn't it kind of like, uh, I hate to use the term unwritten rule because I genuinely don't like that term. But like, really, you're out there watching your opponent's practices, you're trying to get, in. I don't know, it just seems underhanded to me, Mario. Uh, he went out of his way to talk about how hundreds of hours they spend you know, it's not just watching a practice, but they spent, you know, breaking down everything with his him and his staff. And it just kind of made me think, like, dude, go get some fresh air. You know, like, you don't have to spend that much time breaking down Burton Albion's defense every week. You don't need to spend hundreds of man hours to do that. I'm sorry. And Mario, it kind of reminds me of the NFL in a way. All we hear about, you know... Is how all these coaches in the NFL are there at the, they're at their training center 22 hours a day. In the film room studying. In the film room studying. They sleep there. Yeah. You know, and yet all they do is make the wrong calls after wrong calls. They don't know how to handle clock management. They don't know when or when not to call timeouts or go for two. It's ridiculous. Go home NFL coach staff. Go home and get some fresh air and hang out with your kids. Believe me, you'll probably be a better coach the less you do. At some point you're just getting in your own way and I think that's probably Marcelo Bielsa on some level. He's a great manager, make no mistake. But on some level just go home. <laughs> I mean, right just get out of there and go live. You know, I mean that's what that's what I take from it. I don't know what's going to happen with it. I think it is underhanded to some level if if everybody's not allowed to or you know, if everybody's not doing it. I don't know if it's blatantly against the rules. I'm not sure how it's you know, but it just doesn't seem right, Mario.
3: Yeah, they got crazy information. I'm talking about detailed stuff like uh, opposing players. He says, I look at each player, and I know how many minutes they've played in each game. Uh, Marcelo, for example, also breaks down uh, many minutes certain players have
0: played in each position. It's crazy stuff. Well, to I take. mean, yeah, that's fine. I'm sure other teams are doing a lot of that, yeah. right? But. Yeah. But on some level, it's at some point just let it go, okay? I mean, you know, the the PowerPoint slides and the you know, we get it. You work hard, okay? Just go win some games. I mean, at some point, and don't give me like, oh, that's what you have to do to keep up. And no, you got to be more well-rounded in everything to me to do your job well. I don't buy it. Just like I don't buy these football coaches allegedly spending twenty-two hours a day locked in a film room when all I see them do is make mistake after mistake on Sunday or Saturday. In the coaches game you know in the college game I can't imagine like how bad they would be if they only only stayed around 18 hours watching Phil some of these coaches you know what I mean like holy cow how bad would you be if you only worked eight hours a day you would be terrible because you're not doing a very good job now oh no wonder you're
3: not at work 24 hours a
0: day <laughs> you're only at
3: work 22 hours a day yeah I mean no, wonder if, you're can no you imagine good. if
0: you only worked eight hours a day you guys wouldn't be able to get through a game if you're so bad <laughs> Unbelievable! Hey, great stuff as always. The great Mario Rees, we appreciate his Thank work. You, Dave. you bet. Uh, Steve Paulett, Jesse Lopez, Michael Funches, and Adam Bronstein, and all the gang here at ESPNLA. Always a pleasure. Don't forget, if you missed any of the interviews or if you uh, miss any of the show, feel free to go to uh, Twitter. Uh, I beg your pardon. Go to Twitter and you get a link of it. Of course, I'll put that up whenever we're ready with the podcast, which is usually very quickly after the show ends here each night. But also you can go to iTunes, go to uh, ESPN PodCenter, Stitch, wherever you find your uh, podcast, search for Soccer Weekly, download it, subscribe, rate, and review. We would appreciate that. Always a pleasure to talk to you each and every week here. Don't forget the Twitter handle, at TalkSoccer. We do have that contest going on. It's still going on, so you don't have to hurry. But if you get home, if you're still driving around or whatever, go to at Talk Soccer for your chance to win a, a pair of tickets to the upcoming friendly between Vissel Kobe and LAFC at Bank of California Stadium, I'll be giving those away coming up in the next day or so. So keep uh, on that at Talk Soccer. You follow me there, and you'll be a part of that if you'll you'll know how to get in. Once again, I'm Dave Denholm. Thank you so much for listening each and every week here on the home of world football in Southern California. This is ESPN LA 710.